Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful Wrestling Podcast. It is April 3rd edition. Technically our second show today, technically our third show today, if you all include MMA podcasts. As always, visit Fightful.com for all your pro wrestling news, interviews, podcasts, photos, videos. We have it all at Fightful.com from uh, a post-show podcast to podcasts with wrestlers to podcasts with millionaires who start wrestling websites. That's a fun one. And of course, a full slate of MMA coverage. We have Showdown Joe and Mike Straw in Buffalo to uh, cover UFC 210 this weekend. So I want you all to come hang out in that UFC 210 live discussion page. Uh, a lot of you were there, over like two or 3,000 comments for the WrestleMania show. And of course, we have our WrestleMania weekend podcasts up. We have uh, Most Ridiculous with Anna Bauer. You can check out how she did on her WrestleMania picks on the sidebar there. But yeah, we had a full slate of shows this weekend as well. I am joined by a guy by the name of Alexander Pawlowski, the associate editor of Fightful.com, and um, heated rival of me because he's wearing Brewers gear. Yeah. Well, you, your team and my team are tied for second place after one day of uh, the baseball season. So I think it's going to be – we're playing the same division, Reds versus Brewers. When those two teams come to a head, you and me, we're not going to be friendly, I don't think. Then we got this Dice Girl 72 in the chat. She's a UNC fan, so I'm not I, sorry. We're not friends for, for until at least November after <laughs> after the UNC UK business that went down. But we have a, a happening raw to talk about. I got lots of people. Lots of people in my mentions mad at me criticizing Finn Balor and his <laughs> offense. That should be fun. Uh, <laughs> but Monday Night Raw. This is the Raw after Mania, and boy, did WWE really embrace it. They did a full 24 on it, and, you know, the wildest crowd of the year, where up is down and down is up and left is right and right is left. Oh, my God. Wow. Every Monday after WrestleMania, it's opposite day. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
Yep. Man. <sighs> so uh, overall, thought it was a pretty damn good show. Yeah, yeah, we were. You were mentioned that uh, uh, it was already like an hour and forty minutes into the show, and that first half of the show flew by. Mostly because the first twenty minutes, I think, it was just people booing. But you know, when you shave that off, it you know it actually goes by a lot faster than Stephanie McMahon promo. So uh, yeah, I'm, I was actually very, very pleasantly surprised with how fast this moved, and I'll be interested to see what goes on next week. Uh, if there's going to be a lot of just, you know, like talking about, well, you see, this thing happened last week. So we're going to talk about that for five minutes before we say what we're going to do this week. Uh, I don't need more of those promos ever, but I'm afraid we'll get back to that next week. We got Raw Talk on after Raw as well, guys. So uh, we'll, we'll provide you with updates for that one. Also, Goldberg is on his way out to the ring right now and yes raw is off the air by the way guys this is a like a i guess a network only deal but we'll keep you up to date on all that stuff the show kicks off with a huge undertaker delete roman sucks chance like it's it's wild fuck it's you wild. roman chance like that was yeah. bad wwe just let those chants ride for a couple mm-hmm. of minutes they just they just let it go and eventually brought him out Reigns comes out, and boy, this was this was a unique segment. This was something different, something cool, something very special, something that had to be, had to have been predicated on this crowd in particular. Roman Reigns comes out, and every time he puts the mic up to his face, the crowd boos. One time he put the mic up to his mouth, and he hadn't said anything, mind you, and the crowd chants, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Then they chanted, go away. And this, this went on for several minutes, and Reigns had to contain his laughter. Like, he had to contain his laughter. And there was somebody that I saw that said it would have been a lot more effective if he didn't do that. I disagree. I, I think it worked no matter what. No matter what it did. No matter what he did. Then he just dropped five words, then the mic. He said, this is my yard now, and left, and we didn't see him at all the rest of the night. This was the absolute best thing they could have done with Roman Reigns, whether it were here or Sheboygan, <laughs> this was the thing to do. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I'm, I, I also really enjoyed it within the context of it here tonight. I still don't trust them to not have him be face in peril with Brock or Braun the next time and go right back to what they normally do where he gets beat on for 15 minutes before he remembers that he's a a, a mutant and he heals himself and kills the people that he's fighting against. Um, I I still don't trust them with Roman. I don't believe that I have reason to trust them with Roman, but I will say this is a step in the right direction. I just don't expect them to continue on this path, but I did. You're right. This was the best thing they could have possibly done with him uh tonight uh and i i i did appreciate that um i'm just i'm i'm cautiously optimistic that's what i'll say about this yeah i think but the thing was a month after wrestlemania last year it was the same thing we we saw them treat him in the right manner to get 
to make him one of the biggest possible star he could be. Yep. So you, you never know how long it is before they force the poor guy to say right. stuff. Um, I, I remember last year, the Monday after Mania last year, the, oh, come on, I'm not a bad guy. Yeah. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. And I thought, oh, wow, that was great. That was impeccably delivered, well-written. That's a new turning point for this guy. And then, no. Then he was just beating up AJ that's back Styles. To, that's back-to-back back Raw after Raw after Mania is that he's had great promos, and then yep. you just never and know what's going to happen next. You never know what's going to happen next. I, I do think he could be the biggest thing in the company if this is the route they go with him. Yeah. This is. It's not – and some people – you know, I don't like to generalize, but – in my thing, it's not that I don't want to watch him. I think he'd. Be, I think he's a good wrestler. I think he's uh, more than capable of carrying a character. I just don't want to be insulted right. whenever I, I see the guy on there. Like I said, stop telling me he's a, he's an underdog. He's yeah. not. This is the thing: is that they're walking such a fine line with him because they don't want to lose out on that kid merch money. They don't want to lose out on he's a superhero. So they're never going to tilt him all the way over to a point where where we can respect him for being this lone wolf badass. You know what I mean? But they, they understand that they can't just have him be Cena with, you know, longer, wetter hair. They, he has to, there has to be something else, a bigger edge to him. Otherwise, it's not going to work at all. So they're, they're walking this fine line. They're fence sitting. And I feel like they really have to go either way. Like, I mean – Embrace the hate if you want to make him a superhero and dress him in big, bright colors and have him just smile at the camera and wink a lot, you know, or turn him the whole way. Have him have him beat up one of our one of our favorites, not not the Undertaker and then begrudgingly say, well, you know, I did what I had to do. Like, no, like, like actually have him do it. And because yeah. he because he just doesn't like the look of that guy's face, do something. I don't know. Also, this gives me a great idea that the fiery underdog, if James Ellsworth ever turns babyface, he's got to be the fiery underhog. <laughs> it's got to happen. Apparently, Goldberg is out there thinking his family brought his son into the ring and his son tripped over the barricade. Oh, no. Oh, no. Was he shirtless? How long before his kid wins the Cruiserweight Championship? <laughs> I don't know. Six months? <laughs> Hardys are back. Great reaction for them. Huge delete chance. Matt is like semi broken. Yep. Somewhat broken. Uh the story of this match really is the chance. Delete, obsolete, and fuck that owl. <laughs> yep. Yes. That's pretty neat. Yeah, fuck Jeff that owl chance. The, Jeff uses the stairs to help him with poetry in motion. They defeated Anderson and Gallows, retained the tag team championships. So that that Rematch out the window. Yep. Jeff kicks out of the boot of doom and then kills Gallows with a swanton bomb. Yeah. He absolutely massacred Luke Gallows with a swanton bomb. Yeah, they're, uh, they're rusty. Yeah, they they're are a little rusty, rusty and, and that's for guys who work a lot. Yeah, uh, they're, they're rusty. But the thing is, is that the stuff that they – I mean, when you're watching them do stuff in, in, in uh, TNA, the old TNA over the summer – uh, all the way until wintertime when he was, when they were doing stuff and it wasn't, you know, at the Hardy compound, but in the zone of impact, they looked like this. They were moving around a little gingerly, you know, they weren't doing the same stuff, but I don't mind because, you know, I mean, this is a, a, a major deal. It's so cool to see, to see Matt 
hit a twist of fate and then stand up near the near the turnbuckles and wait for Jeff to hit the swanton. It feels like 2001 all over again. Like I should say that like my favorite era of WWE was the era of the TLC matches between the Dudleys and Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys. That was my jam. Those were those were my favorite matches of all time. Are those two the two TLC matches? So to, to see these guys who I loved, you know, now going on twenty years ago, back in 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 this place with these people who still love them, I think it's a really really cool uh, cool moment for them last night and tonight. Uh, by the way, guys, I've got some more info on the on the Goldberg thing, which I'll approach after this. Yeah. Good to see the Hardy Boys back, but man, that, that that had me a little worried about their how they how they feel physically. Now, to be fair, they worked all WrestleMania weekend, including back to back ladder matches. So, hey, I'll, I'll reserve that yeah. for the future. Now, the, yeah, this next match, I will go as far to say it's probably the best cruiserweight match I've seen on Raw so far. But I get the feeling that something got you all up in your triggers. In this oh, yeah? one. And this yeah. one, and I'm going to let you have at it <laughs> because I'm ready. I'm ready to take it all in. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I, it's it's more. I'm more disappointed than angry. Pop the beach ball, pieces of you, you garbage. What what are you what are you doing? Like this is this is great. There, these two guys. I mean, Neville, who yesterday. Uh, at, at Mania had a great match with Austin Aries and has been having, he single-handedly made the cruiserweight division mean something, has been having amazing, doing amazing work since he turned heel. He's been so great. And this guy, Mustafa Ali, who I really believe could be the babyface future of the division. He's really, really good. He's so athletic and 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 charismatic in the ring, and they'll, they never let him show it on the mic. He does little... Um, videos where he's really good at, at speaking to his fans and stuff. He could be something really special. And these two guys had an amazing match. And what are you doing? Chanting beach ball mania. Come on guys. Really? But what was really funny is that you could actually watch people watching the beach ball, like bounce around and like mm. little children. And then they'd look in the ring for a second and see a uh, springboard Spanish fly and go, wow, that was great. That's really cool. <gasps> beach ball. Like that's, what what? It's a fucking beach ball, guys. It's a beach ball. It's a beach ball. Whoop de goddamn do. Can't do this, people. It was cute like five years ago. <laughs> you know, when it was cute five years ago. Robbie Fox of Barstool Sports had posted, Hey, look, it's a bunch of people who typically cry about how they treat the cruiserweight division, mistreating the cruiserweight division. While they're at a show. Yep, that's usually how it is. Neville comes out and he says he's done everything that he would and is interrupted by Mustafa Ali's music. I thought Ali would get a surprise win here even, but I'm glad I'm glad that it was it went this way because Neville needs to stay dominant. Ali landed a sick wheel kick and an even cooler dive to the outside. This just was an outstanding match, and they were so worried about that damn beach ball. Mustafa hits the springboard Spanish fly, then a reverse Rana. That got the crowd's attention. Then a big DDT, misses his imploding 450. Neville teases the red arrow, then gets down and puts him in the rings of Saturn. Afterwards, he should have cut a promo on the beach ball. Yeah, he should have. 
Like he just he should have gotten that heel heat there. That would have been cool. He should have just said, "Your beach ball can go to hell," and the crowd would have just booed him just for being a curmudgeon. It yeah. would have been great. Um, tomorrow night we have a fatal four way on two hundred five live to determine a new cruiserweight top contender. Who do you think it's going to be? Well, who's in, it's it's Aries, Ali, Gallagher, and who's the fourth? I don't remember. Shit. I know. I, per, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Aries again. Uh, Aries uh, versus uh, Neville at Payback would be you know one more time and have Neville get, and have Aries get the win there. But I also would love for them to keep this thing going where Neville is just has a great one month program with a new baby face, then moves on to the next one and have that continue until SummerSlam. He's that good, and I like. Um, so I, yeah, I would love to see Ali do it. I want he, this kid is is really good. He didn't. Here's the thing that I've been watching him since the cruiserweight uh, cruiserweight classic, where he was just this nobody from from small indie promotions. Who was he's an ex cop from Chicago. Nobody knew who he was, and he came in and wowed everybody in the cruiserweight classic. And I I've been watching him ever since. I haven't missed a match since he's been on the main roster. He's doing. He's hasn't shown you everything in these past couple of matches that he can do. There's a lot more stuff than this guy can do, and he works really well off of Neville. He took that clothesline, that short clothesline from Neville. It looked like it murdered him. Like he's really, really good at selling the power of Neville. I think these guys could have an amazing 20 minute, like paybacks of B level, you know, pay per view. That, that you, these that's what those pay per views are made for. This kind of like really cool show stealing cruiserweight one on one match. Let it be Ali. That's who I want. I wouldn't mind seeing these guys get like a gimmick match every now and then too, because they yeah. never get that. It was it's almost like the old divas division where they that is the gimmick. Right. They're little guys. That is the gimmick. They don't get a gimmick match. Uh, I would love to see Mustafa Ali and Neville go through some tables or jump off a ladder well, or something like that. What I'm looking forward to is that Extreme Rules is a raw pay per view. So yeah. give me that eight man cruiserweight ladder match at Extreme Rules. That's what I'm just looking forward to so much. I just thought this match was phenomenal, and I have not been invested in that cruiserweight division. I, I was one of the people who championed bringing it back, but I just thought it's been handled poorly on Raw. This was great stuff. This was great wrestling, and uh, you know you couldn't get a, a you couldn't ask for I don't want to say a better crowd. This was the crowd you would want to do this match in front of. It's just a goddamn beach ball, you know. We cut outside to a limo, and Vince McMahon gets out of it. Looking trim. Yeah. Looking trim. Now, before we get into this segment, uh, I'll tell you about the Goldberg thing. He says, never say never about a return to WWE. Uh, his, his kid's crying. It's really emotional. His kid tries to hop up. He hops up on the barricade, and he's like on his knees and tries to do like an athletic jump where he'll jump down off of the barricade and put his feet out, but then he falls flat on his ass. Poor kid. Mm, no. Feel bad for him. Um, Goldberg cut a heartfelt promo about his kid and winning universal title and how he and Brock pretty much fixed the putrid match at Mania 20. A minute oh, wow. after he ended his promo, he took the mic again saying, never say never, which kind of hints that Goldberg might not be fully retired. This is from Carlos Toro, our lead boxing writer. Also, I, I feel like uh, I feel like uh, it, the complaining he's done about training over the last six months, it's got to piss off. 
somebody like hard body Mahal. Yeah. I'd imagine old hard body Mahal is like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. Right. Kind of, I guess my, my thought for hard body would be how old is hard body? 32, 33? Still. Hey, man, still. I mean, at 50 years old, I can understand how that would be a lot harder on his Nobody body. Nobody told him to eat 20,000 calories a day, Alex. Nobody <laughs> made him do that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, uh, I this is, the, this is the thing. Um, I was never opposed to the idea of a Goldberg comes back and has one last match. One last match. But this whole thing was what I didn't like. So, you know what? If he wants to show up at SummerSlam and wrestle somebody... They want to build somebody a, a mid card heel for a little bit, you know, and have and feed that guy who you know to to Goldberg, whatever, fine. But I would also wouldn't be opposed to to be this being the last time we ever see Goldberg in a ring. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Roman Reigns beat Goldberg in four minutes at SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I. I from from we'll get to this from the way the uh, promo was going with with uh, Paul Heyman, it, it sort of seems like Roman's got something else on his dance card for the the immediate future. <laughs> maybe maybe not. Mister McMahon comes out, the crowd chants his theme, and then it was so funny. It was so funny because I saw all these people say, "Yeah, chant that Roman sucks, but cheer the man who's booking him." And I'm like, guys, you can dislike Vince McMahon as a booker. And still enjoy and respect Mr. McMahon as a character. <laughs> what I did love was that they were chanting at Vince McMahon, Roman sucks. Yes. They were like, <laughs> it was, hey, it was hey, we're glad to see you. We're glad to see you. But by the way, you still owe us that money. One of those things. Remember that 20 bucks I loaned you? No, it's, like, it's, like, it's like, we like you. We just hate your son. Like, it's just, yeah, it was, it was weird. <laughs> Uh, but I, I, I did, I did appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's always cool to see Vince. This was not to me. This was unexpected. I didn't think Vince was going to be here. I don't, I don't know if the crowd thought he was going to be there either. So that's a major, a major deal. Uh, and they, they, they greeted him well. Everyone loves to sing along to that song. But yeah, they're not going to let him. They're not going to let him forget that they hate the, the way he's booking the, the top of his division. Oh, man. So. Vince comes out and announces a superstar shakeup for next week. It is not a draft. I had to amend my article. Let's do an over-under. How many times will you and I collectively have to type superstar shakeup before next Monday? A million. Just, just on Fightful.com. <laughs> uh, 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 too many. Too many. Whatever the number I'm, is, it's too many. I'm going to say at least 25. Yeah, at least. I'll say 25. Uh, yeah. uh, it, it, he says that Stephanie will be out for some time, and it gets a giant pop. Yeah. <laughs> and Vince, the master, just really just drives it home. Yeah. He's yeah. the great. He's great with this. Hey, Roman Reigns, I didn't mention earlier, he pointed to his palm when he had the crowd in the palm of his hands. Yeah, that's good. That was, that was good stuff, too. He introduces the new Raw GM, and he's interrupted by Teddy Long dancing like I've never seen Teddy <laughs> dance before. Teddy Long has never been as good as he was on this night. Yeah. I'm going I'm to steal a line. Holla, holla. What did you think of this? I, uh, I love Teddy. 
I think it's really great, but I do think it's kind of funny that he has the same gimmick as R Truth. Oh, uh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> yep. As Jeff Jarrett said in his return promo to TNA a couple years ago, Teddy Long ain't as good as he once was, but on this night, he was as good once as he ever was. Yep. As Toby Keith says. This was phenomenal. I don't know the last time I laughed so hard at uh, a wrestling segment because, yeah, mm, that was that was fantastic. And he was just like, well, okay. Because I, th- I feel like the crowd was starting to get sad that Teddy was sad. Yeah. And then then he saved it. So that, that was good. They bring out Kurt Angle. What a pop. Alex, this yeah. is great. Huge pop. Uh, I, I'm so great to see Angle back. We're going to talk about this later, but he was even he was great in his scripted uh, backstage uh, little scenes too. Uh, but I loved him coming out, and there were people who just don't get it. They I guess they're too young or didn't watch back then. But the idea that you think that the crowd chanting "You suck" during Angle's music is somehow an insult to Kurt Angle, you have no idea what's going on. <laughs> so yeah, that. The idea of 70, you know, like, thousand people last night chanting, you suck at him, and tonight again, in time with the music, it's such an amazing, uh, like, a little inside joke um, for his fans and him. Uh, and it really it really brought it home for me. Like, it's it's Kurt Angle. He's back. It's like, it's it's Kurt Angle. Like, I, I, it's so cool to have him back because he was such a huge part. Like at the same time, like if I was also watching during the time of the TLC matches at the same time, you had Kurt Angle very heavily involved in the main event scene and doing great work, not only in the ring, but allowing himself to be made fun of outside of the ring with guitars being played and little hats being worn and driving milk trucks to the ring and everything. He's, he's great. He's a huge part of that time period in in WWE, and I didn't know if we'd ever see him back. Let's go ahead and, and get into that, get into his <laughs> backstage stuff. He simply says he's happy to be back on Raw. Yep. So that, that's cool. Then he has this, like his comedic timing was just impeccable with Enzo and Cass backstage. Yeah. Enzo and Kurt Angle played off of each other supremely. And – this is a shame because I get a feeling that maybe Enzo and Cass head to SmackDown next week because they're putting over a team on Raw. Yeah, but, hey, you know what? I'm willing to bet that Enzo could work very well off of Daniel Bryan as well. That's true. Because Daniel Bryan has one of the best senses of humor in WWE history. That guy does. It's true. Sami Zayn is also backstage trying to buddy up with Kurt. Hard body Mahal interrupts, and that guy is terrible. And Kurt Angle makes his first mess up because he books Hard Body Mahal in a match. <laughs> no. No. No, Kurt. No. Um, uh, I do want to say the thing that, that really got me it was so great. You're right. The timing was so impeccable. But all the stuff with Enzo and Cass was all great. And then the very end, after uh, Cass spells S-A-W-S-T, Swift. And then uh, they leave. And Angle takes the perfect pause, thinks, that's not how you spell soft. 
It was so perfectly done. Like I laughed, I cackled on my couch. That was so great. Uh, and yeah, all the things that they're going back to Sami Zayn being the guy who overthinks everything and can't stop talking, uh, which is, which is, it was better used here than it was in that thing where he was trying to uh, strip strategize with the shield in that one piece. I like that here. Um, I don't know what they're, why they're pushing gender at this, like it's not really pushing, but like you're utilizing him. I guess they're saying good for you getting into shape, buddy. I guess we'll, have you do stuff. You'll be like second to last out in the, in the battle Royal. And then you'll have a, a featured match against one of our top baby faces. All right. You're breaking up a little bit, exit and come back in. So <laughs> Chris Jericho's backstage. He cuts a promo and he puts Kevin Owens finger on the list. Kevin Owens had that great save. Was it a kick out? He just got the one finger, the one finger on the rope. That finger made the list. Owens apparently wasn't satisfied with winning the U.S. title because he and Joe jump and beat the shit out of Chris Jericho. This will loom huge later, and we'll talk about that later. Six-woman tag match, which meant somebody's coming back. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody's got to come back, whether it's Summer Rae, whether it's Emma. Somebody's coming back because – I don't think they're going to put Dana Brooke and Alicia Fox in this. It seems like <laughs> yeah. Alicia Fox just doesn't wrestle anymore, except yeah. on main event. Emma is back, Emma and is she back. has a great random interaction with the announce table where she goes and she stomps on it. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was neat. Yeah. It was amazing. I was so happy, and she pulls Bailey's ponytail. I love that. This match was really fine, except for the shit double drop kick from Dana and Sasha. By the way, Alex, can you explain to me why Sasha no. and Dana are getting along? No. Don't you understand? Why Bailey and Dana are getting along? The enemy of my enemy is my no. friend. I hate it too. Dana hate didn't it. stop being their enemy, though. Right. I hate it too, but that is the way that it works, and I, I it sucks. But you have to relatively you have you have to you have to accept it. Otherwise, you're never going to be able to be a WWE fan. Listen, guys, I hate slice wrestling on Twitter, and I've had my issues with what culture. If they go at it, I'm not like, yeah, what culture? You showed them. I'm like, screw both of you, dipshits. <laughs> That's true. I totally understand. Um, I do. It Dana being on Bailey and Sasha's side does give us the wonderful image of Dana being left hanging for a high five by Bailey. Yes. That, that was great. So well, that they all continue. held the hands up and all that stuff. Oh, after. Yeah. Um, Emma, I'm in love with Emma. Evil Emma was my jam before. Now that she's coming out and doing her amazing stuff, uh, the, her little dance, her bomb, 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 the little Macarena thing she does that I love. She's doing it on the announce table. Uh, I, she's still wearing the aviators and the wonderful leather half gloves and the shoulder pads. And then at the end of the match, when Charlotte and Nia get into it, Nia turns and looks at Emma and she's like, no, no, it's cool. You have fun. And she rolls out of the ring. She's she's like, no, you, you girls, you girls do your thing. I'm not involved in this. Uh, she's, she's amazing. I've missed her so much. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. 
Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Much. She can add so much to this division. I want a one-on-one program with her and Bailey. I want it now. I love, I love her, and I, I want, I wanted to, I want to see more and more of her. She, she adds so, so, so many different wrinkles to this thing. She can feud with any of these girls. She does face care. or heel doesn't matter. I love it. I love it because she, she is, she is evil Emma. She can make it work with anybody. Right. So. Uh... <laughs> The match ends when Sasha Banks counter has a great counter into the bank statement, I thought. Uh, got the tap out for the win. Charlotte gets pissy, and Nia Jax beats her ass. Yep. Where's this going? I think Charlotte's going to SmackDown. That would be a shot in the arm. Yep. That's bad news for Alexa Bliss, though, unless Alexa Bliss comes to Raw. That's the whole thing. Is I, I think the women's division is getting a, a, a nice upheaval. I think that's going to be there's going to be cool cross things because really like we've seen Sasha and and Charlotte enough times enough yeah. but we but I haven't I haven't seen uh, Charlotte and Becky in a while that could be fun and there's and there's a, a challenge there there's a challenge there like can Bailey and Sasha get out of Alexa Bliss mm-hmm. what they need to get out of her we've seen that Alexa can be carried to some stuff she's still very green but I'm interested to see that too. People are asking if we're going to do a mock draft. No, we're not because he, last year when we did those, there were picks. This is just yeah. it's, it's a shakeup. It's a superstar shakeup, or as I'm going to be calling it this whole week, the soup shake. God damn it! Okay, uh, the Hardys are talking out of character, eh. completely out of character, with the exception of the Hardys saying they were on an expedition of gold. Ugh. Yeah, that's that's lame. Uh, the it ain't gonna last. Ugh. It ain't gonna last. They'll they'll end up doing it. I think they'll end up doing it. Ugh. New Day is out. <laughs> they have LOD spikes and boxing gloves, and on the the shoulder pads are ice cream cones, which I thought was incredibly clever. This is brilliant to me. Yeah. They issue an open challenge, and it was answered by the revival. I'll say yeah. 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 Don't be a Mark, Alex. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm going to. Anna Bauer and I are both giant marks for this team, and I will continue to be that for the revival. I'm, I'm so happy for them. I didn't I didn't know when, they, if, when, or if they were being called up, you know, uh, and they're, I, I believe they are the best tag team in the world right now. They can, I, I want a real feud with all these people. They're, I mean, like the whole thing is that now with the soup shake that's happening next week, who knows where any of these people wind up, but could American Alpha and Revival wind up on the same brand? Could that happen? Because you could, you could run that forever. 
those guys are so good together. That's what what American Alpha needs is a is a team that's dastardly for them to really really feud with and get great matches out of each other. Uh, because American Alpha is nothing; they're they're kind of milk toast. But if if you watch if you watch Revival, like that's what the whole thing is. Usos were trying to be that, but nobody really from the Usos because they were taking out knees left and right, but nobody still. It wasn't the same level of heat that the revival can gener- generate. Um, all the stuff they did with with um, with the new day was all beautiful. Uh, they even they they ended with the shatter machine, which is going to get over huge on the main roster. That's a really cool uh, double team finisher. Uh, and then they went after Kofi, who wasn't even in the match. Uh, and they 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 did their little thing where they jump off the top rope and try to smash his knee. These guys are building real heel heat. Uh, to end. And what I love about them is they're both really deceptively good on the mic. You guys can build heat that way too. There's no end. Any any team on either roster, I think the Revival can have a great program with. Yeah, I, I, you know, I wonder, do I want any tag teams on the SmackDown roster after the, the way that it's been treated? And it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to see somebody every week to have great storylines. That first season of Lucha Underground really showed yeah. and how well that could be employed. Uh, guys, make sure you subscribe to us, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. Leave us a nice thumbs up. Also, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Fightful, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Ross Sapp. Support Decide, you guys. Uh, New Day looked really motivated in this match. Like, more no- motivated than I've seen them in a long time. Granted, I've not seen them in the ring for quite a while. But uh, they they were going at it. They were ready. <laughs> Somebody tweeted the image of Dash walking to the ring, and it's like Vince told him, get over as a heel in 10 seconds or you're done. And he kicks over the bike. <laughs> It was incredible. Oh, it's such uh, great heel heat. They're so natural at it. I love it. And a lot of people were like, no, I wanted to see them on SmackDown. Well, one, why would you want to see them on SmackDown? Why? But two, as you mentioned, the Superstar shakeup. we don't know where any of these people are ending right. up. Right. This is a lot like the 2005, I think, draft, where Raw conveniently had a pay-per-view at the end of the month, so they loaded up the Raw roster – and they, they, they were able to use a bunch of guys from that until uh, that one pay-per-view. Then they went over to SmackDown. Uh, this is sort of like that for this, these episodes of Raw, uh, Raw and SmackDown. They're, they're loading them up. Revival went with the Shatter Machine. Then they attack Kofi. This was good stuff. They, these are guys that needed to be up there. That need, This needed to happen. I'm, I'm yeah. glad. I'm thrilled. Me too. Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar out. They are soaking up the cheers. They say that Goldberg won't be back. They run down a list of contenders, including Seth Rollins, Matt and Jeff Hardy, the Hardy boys together as well. And they settle on Reigns, and the crowd isn't happy. They want Balor. Mm-hmm. Instead, they get Braun. Or do they? Or do they? Now, Brock puts the belt down as Braun gets face-to-face with him. And Braun backs away. Now, here's the thing. We once said, well, he's showing Undertaker respect. Well, then the next week, Undertaker chokeslammed him. Then he gets in a battle royal, and he's eliminated in a few minutes by a lot of people. But then he backs down to Brock Lesnar. A month and a half ago, this guy was unstoppable. 
his YouTube numbers were trending up on, on those that I, they take a look at. The crowd reactions were up. Are we going to get the Ryback-Rusev replay with Braun Strowman? Why? Why would you do that? I mean, this is the whole thing with him. It's like, I mean, I guess I, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's everything Vince could possibly want in a mega monster heel. Why would Vince do that to cool him off in such a way without like, this isn't, this isn't even like you put him in a match with Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar beats him. Like that's a way to cool him off. This is, this is like him choosing to not be in a fight and he's, at least until six weeks ago, he proved that he's the baddest ass dude on the planet. Uh, it, it's 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 bewildering the way they're 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 having uh, Braun go now. Um, I mean, it was a really great moment when Braun's music hit and he came down to talk to to Brock, but it wasn't even about Brock. You know, he came down and he said, "I heard you want Roman. Maybe after I'm done with him, you can have him." Like it's a, it's basically Roman Reigns is Poochie. If Poochie's not in the ring, you have to talk about him like he is there. Like it's a, the whole, the whole thing was about how much Brock wants to beat up Roman, and then Bra and Braun comes out and says, "Well, you can't have Roman until I have him." They're fighting over him, and he's not there. Like it's just, I didn't, I don't get that, and I don't get why Braun wouldn't like throw a punch or shove the guy or like make Brock. Like take take his belt and say, I'm not fighting you, Biggin. I don't want I don't want a piece of you. I want Roman. That's a cool thing. As a, for Brock to say, no, 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 I'm the champ. We do this on my time. That's cool. And have Braun be the guy. Why why does Braun even give a crap about Roman anymore? Roman doesn't have a belt. Roman hasn't done anything to him in weeks. Have Braun come down and say, Oh, so you think you're the badass? I'm the badass. I want that belt. And Brock say, No, I don't think so. That's something. That's a thing. But instead, they have to make Brock look strong because they have to have him keep being strong so that when Roman beats him at SummerSlam, it means something. Yeah. What more can I say? <laughs> what more can I say? It's disheartening. Braun backed down from two guys. He's been choke slammed by a retiring Undertaker, thrown out of a battle royal pretty early. Crowd called him a pussy. Yeah, that, that, that's, what, that's what you've done. That's what your booking has done. You've gotten this big guy who everyone loved, who everyone in that crowd, I guarantee you, those people loved Braun. And, and they were so excited when he came out. And then you got him calling him a pussy as he was leaving. That's what you did. Your booking did that, Creative and Vince. Are you proud of yourselves? Whew. Top contenders match, Cesaro and Sheamus defeated Enzo and Cass. What did you think of this match? Uh, good. I love the finish. The finish was amazing. <laughs> like, that was so cool. They had the whole thing set up for the uh, the rocket launcher or whatever they call it, the Bada Boom Shakalaka. God, I hate that name for it. Uh, and then Bro Kick out of nowhere to Cass, and then Sheamus picks up Enzo and tosses him off the top turnbuckle into a Swiss death uppercut. One, two, three. That was that. Oh, it was so great. I love the finish. All, all of it was good. And like you, what you said was was great. I honestly think this is this may be the way to write off Enzo and Cass. Uh, they Enzo even mentioned it in his thing with Kurt. I don't even know where I'm going to be. I could be on SmackDown. I'm going to talk to Daniel Bryan about this. 
So they're they're setting you up for the possibility of Enzo and Cass being on SmackDown. Um, and, tag- and we don't even know if it's a draft. It just might be like a mandated trade or something. Right. That's what the, you're right. The 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 soup shake could be anything. Um, I don't. I, it does like one thing is like does each general manager get to pick five names from the other team? Like it's an expansion draft. Like it's only it's only five. That's it. You can't take the whole roster and shake the whole thing up. It's just going to be like you know. Do people get a, our champions protected? All this kind of stuff could be a really fun way of doing stuff next week. Seamus and Cesaro messed up a, a sloppy spot in the corner to start off. But, I mean, you know, uh, Seamus' eye is green. All, all, his arm is green. His back is green. His legs are green. That poor guy, man. He's all bruised up. Yeah. Uh, I love Orlando Magic jerseys. I do. Because I grew up in the Shaq era, the Penny era. But Enzo butchered that damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> that fool. Uh, Cesaro could have kept Enzo and then Cesaro swing for an hour, I think. Yeah, that was nice. I thought it was going to go like five times as long as it did. Yeah. But it didn't. The finish to that match, as you mentioned, the rocket launcher into the European uppercut. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Sami Zayn defeated Jinder Mahal. Mahal attacks Sami before the match. Sami sells like crazy for Jinder and then beats him. There's, is there anything to talk about? No. Nope. Nope. Good for Sammy. I had people always calling him a jobber. I'm like, guys, he's made event to draw multiple times this yeah, year. No, no, this whole thing is that the yeah, you just it's a th- the the reason he's a jobber is because he doesn't look he doesn't have the look that certain people like to like to have about all these top guys. Um, but uh, he's proven beyond the shadow of a doubt that he can work like like nobody else. Uh, and he sells amazingly, makes everybody he works with look like a million bucks. And if they wanted to. If they wanted to, they could they could book him as the ultimate underdog babyface, and when he won the championship, people would go ape for it. But they don't want to do that just yet. I hope they do eventually before he retires. But they could really, really do that with him whenever they want to do. Main event time. It's Seth Rollins. He's out of a partner because Kevin or Chris Jericho got attacked by Samoa Joe's. And Finn Balor is back. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot to talk about here. One, Seth Rollins injured Finn Balor and bragged about it. Now, to Rollins' credit, he has spent the better part of several weeks apologizing for shitty things that he has done, saying that Triple H made him be somebody he didn't want to be. And really, that all culminated with what happened a couple weeks later because this was one of his last acts before that happened. But they didn't mention it all on commentary, did they? No, they're staying away from it. Insulting. Yeah. Um, it was one thing, like, the, what saved it is that Seth didn't find his partner after Jericho was taken out. Kurt found it for him, right? Like, that's something that I'm pretty sure that that was correct. So that saves it from, like, I went and found my best buddy, Finn, and he said he's going to be my partner. It, it, was, it was selected for him, and they were able to coexist in the match. And at the end, they were eyeing each other warily after the match was finished. And then Seth, at the end, finally walked over, grabbed Finn's arm, and raised it. I think there is a very cool possibility for a fun uh, promo to really solidify Seth Rollins as a total babyface. And Finn Balor as well as these guys being this cool unit. Because... 
they together all over their Instagram, these guys rehab together, train together. Um, I think there's a point where they can just come out and say that Seth, uh, as he was injured again and thought maybe he was going to be gone forever, he reached out to Finn and apologized and said, you know, like, you know, like, I, I, I can't believe that I did that to you. I've been injured and out too. It sucks. And I don't, I, I want, don't want that to be this thing. And, and Finn to be the bigger man and, you know, this kind of a thing, whatever. I think there's a really great opportunity for them to have that. But if they never have it, that's insulting. I, I, but I believe that because tonight was so chock-a-block full of action and very few 20-minute talking promos in the ring, I think we're going to go back to that pretty soon. And when we do, we're going to get that promo between Seth and Finn where they say water under the bridge. Um, but we didn't get that tonight, so it did feel kind of odd to watch them together. Yeah, it's, it's so easy to explain that. It, it always just takes a little segment. Yep. That's all it takes. Just one little segment. And, and it brings all that. Just say, it's Finn Balor go, hey, I knew what I was signing up for. Mm-hmm. Bam. That's yeah. one little one of those, hey, Seth is taping up his wrist and they're doing all that. You can. I knew what I was getting into. You could do it in 45 seconds. But they'll probably take 10 minutes. <laughs> so I got a lot of trash online because I criticize Balor's offense. And it's something you're going to hear me say several times in the future, guys. Oh, yeah. He does kicks and stomps, and that's it. He does a sling blade. I had a lot. Had this one woman say, well, he does a lot more stuff than Roman. No, not in WWE, he doesn't. No. I, not since 2014. No. This is the He's thing. not done more than Roman. Um. I agree with you. Objectively, most of his offense is kicks and stomps. He does other things too, but the majority of his offense is kicks and stomps. And I like watching him do those things. You know, like that's that's the thing. Like I can I can be objective about the things that he do, he doesn't have a lot of variance and I find watching him utterly compelling. And if you don't, that's fine too. But we can agree yeah. on the fact we can we can agree on the fact that that he doesn't have a lot of variance in his move set. But I still love yeah. watching him perform it. Yeah, there is nothing wrong with liking. I like the entrance. I like all that stuff. I'm not a big fan of the dude in the ring. I don't like his finish. I don't like his offense. But if you all do, that's fine. He's going to be a big part of the WWE for a very long time. It's not like I'm saying hell, get him off TV because he can't right. do anything but kick. I just I'd like to see him switch it up a little bit. Because honestly, if somebody worked over his ankle, that's his offense. Well, I don't know. Because I watched Seth Rollins do 400 dives on in this match. And it pissed me the hell off. Yeah. Because if they hadn't sold the knee thing, this would have been excellent. But n- not only did he jump around a bunch, he did one of the prettiest dives I've ever seen him do mm-hmm. to the outside. He did his old springboard flying knee and hit Owens with the knee that he hurt, Alex. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, that's true. Um, it's a ligament damage thing. And they they sometimes can, like, when there's a lot of weird things that, like, there's a certain things that make the knee hurt in wrestling uh, kayfabe stuff uh, that, uh, that always make the knee hurt and things that don't. And I'm pretty sure that's not consistent. Like, when you land... 
after jumping off of something, that can hurt, just landing on your feet. But the jumping off of something doesn't hurt the, the knee. Uh, and also, there's nothing worse to, to the ligament of your knee than hitting your kneecap on something, which is not how ligaments work. Uh, so it's just it's just a weird deal that they we all have to accept the fact that this kind of damage hurts your knee and this kind doesn't. And, you know, it's it's a weird thing because they played up the knee so much in the build-up to Triple H, uh, the match yesterday, and during the match yesterday, uh, and they're, they're doing it today. Like, is the knee ever going to be a place where it's healed enough that he doesn't have to sell damage to it throughout every match he's in? Because I don't – I want to see Seth Rollins have a match. Uh, I don't need to see Seth Rollins uh, have a match that he's limping through. Yeah. Every single time I see Seth Rollins wrestle, I'd like to him to, to heal up enough, let's say between now and next Monday, that he doesn't have to do that anymore. I mean, it's like the Nakamura thing. They always work over his leg because of the knee offense. And I actually had somebody say, well, do you complain about Nakamura using the knee offense? His is a lot more variant than kick, kick, stomp, drop, kick. I hate front drop kicks anyway, especially from a 170-pound guy. But Yeah, the 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 Rollins stuff almost downright offended me. If they, if they were pulling off heel hooks and stuff like that, they would make a lot more sense to me than kicking the knee. Yeah, Balor gets the win. It was the right thing to do. Oh yeah, his and first Triple night H, back. Triple, got to. Triple H has four of his babies. Yeah, he even he even tweeted it. He tweeted his his thing like. And we are next year. And he had pictures of the four of them when they won their title for the first time. And that was really cool. And yet one of the four, one of those four guys, we just did a whole program with about how you disowned him and, and thought you never should have put the title on him in NXT. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe have like two Twitter accounts, like one where you do all kayfabe and one where you're like the creator, like one where you're triple H creator, one where you're triple H destructor, you know? Uh, but Yeah. I thought it was really cool to see all four guys in the ring were former NXT champs. That was a really cool thing. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see where all this goes. I mean, Finn got the pin on Owens. Um, is there a Finn Owens uh, pr- uh, program in the works um, for after Jericho goes away? There's a lot of other things they could do. I'm almost certain they're doing a Samoa Joe, Seth Rollins thing at Payback. Um, but we're going to see where, where anybody anybody could wind up anywhere after the Soup Shake next week. I want to get your thoughts. Who do you think shows up on SmackDown tomorrow? Eric Rowan is cleared. Yeah. Summer Rae, which she's not going to be a big return girl. No. She's cleared to come back. There are rumors Nakamura is ready. They're talking Andre Almas. Hey, you know what? I would I would love that if he's spinning his wheels that much on in NXT. Ty Dillinger is the name I've heard. Yeah, there's. I mean, all, all those three of those things. I mean, somebody was talking about uh, was saying that you know, well, does does the fact that Finn came up tonight does that mean we're getting AJ versus Shinsuke tomorrow? And I'm like, well, the fact that it's not out of the realm of possibility is pretty awesome. That uh, should that should be on a pay per view main event. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe maybe it's, maybe there's not a finish, but uh, but they could do something where they tease it or whatever. Um, yeah, it's weird to think of one of those after mania shows that's only two hours long, because like we were talking about, this one flew by. I don't know what they're gonna do, but they have to address a bunch of stuff. 
they have to address the tag team thing. The fact there was no tag match at Mania. The Usos are still champs. What's going on there? Uh, Daniel Bryan's got to show some remorse for that. He's got to say, I failed you guys. Sorry, guys. Yeah. And the Usos should rightfully be pissed at at Daniel Bryan for not getting them a match at at Mania. Um, uh, And then this thing with Randy Orton, you know, overcoming the dark Satanist. Oh, my God. He's going to have a projector controlling powers. The how did he ever overcome the projector worms uh, to defeat Bray Wyatt? Um, uh, there, I guess they're really pu- pushing this thing that you know what I would love. I would love to see. I want Luke Harper off of SmackDown, and if there's if they're not going to do a thing where he is working with Bray uh, and 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 possibly rejoining, possibly feuding with, if he's just going to be a lone wolf, get him over to Smack, get him over to Raw, and away from all this. Hell. I wouldn't mind for for no other reason than I think the matches would be great. Luke Harper versus Braun, like do that on Raw for for a month. That'd be fun. If Braun's just spinning his wheels, not doing anything, those guys could have fun matches. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm I don't know what we're doing with with all of this stuff. Rowan, I think should come back. Honestly, I would have loved to see, you know, Harper and Rowan if they're not with Wyatt anymore not look like they did when they were white family members trim the beard a little bit i don't know you know get a nice little uh little shape going move to the suburbs <laughs> they can wear they can wear like my shirt and yeah. visors tip to the side <laughs> upside down carry their golf bags around yeah this could be fun i i just want to see them team up again we've never seen a proper yeah run or rain and they were headed for it last year this is, they were primed for it my, my my top hope in all of this somehow is that bo dallas winds up wherever bray is and the two of them team together and it's it's i would do this bray and bo together versus luke and eric because eric rowan everyone all the people remember if, if you if you say eric rowan what's your most memorable thing people will say didn't he's the guy who lost in six seconds to the rock but like when he and harper were legit a legit tag team and they were having battles with the shield and stuff though he those guys could really work they could go in the ring and i want that i want i want that eric rowan not the guy who gets chumped out to the rock in six seconds so hopefully Rowan's back. He's fully healthy, and he and he and Harper can team together again. Yeah, I, I just wait for that moment that Bray saves Bo from a beatdown or something like that. Or I, I was waiting for it for for years, really, and then Bo just embraces Bray, and he becomes the whipping boy. Yeah, but here's the sad, the sad, scary thing: Bray is owed a rematch. Oh, yeah. What's he's it? owed a tie? What's he? What's he gonna turn the ring into now? You know, is it, you know, like, like spiders? Who's gonna turn the ring into spiders? There can be tarantulas on the ring. You creepy, miserable uh, guys. We are back tomorrow night with Anna Boward. I don't think Jeff Hawkins will be on the show. He is in Orlando right now. You get the lovely Anna Boward, host of Most Ridiculous. Head over to Fightful.com. See how she did on her picks. Of course, subscribe to his iTunes, Stitcher, Libsyn has all that stuff. I think you can subscribe through their app. I think we're on Google Play. I don't know all the out. We're on a lot of them. We're on a lot of them. We're in talks to maybe do some other stuff too. Maybe I'll bring that up on the 
Wednesday podcast with Jimmy Van. If you all uh, haven't seen that, it's uh, Jimmy Van, the guy who started the website, uh, recruited me to to start it up. Uh, it's kind of us talking everything from wrestling to the the backstage stuff of running a wrestling website. It's kind of cool. Thursday, Friday, Matt Riddle and Shane Helms podcasts. I'm going to talk to them about uh, their WrestleMania weekend. Somebody says, turn on your lights, Sean. No, I have the rope light back there. I have the light right here. Why do you all need it back there? It kills my eyes. Kills my eyes. Alex, anything to tell the people before we go? Uh, You can follow me uh, at Pulowski the 4th on Twitter and uh, watch for my uh, off-track with A-Train posts that I do. Watch for all the posts. Well, all the posts, but, you know, the fun ones are the fun ones. Yes. But uh, I, I'm, I'm planning something for tomorrow where I'm going to analyze all of the Hardy stuff yesterday and today and determine just how broken they are on a scale of 1 to 10. And after what I've heard about Raw Talk, I'm thinking it might be like a 2, and that makes me yeah. sad. Your boys have UFC 210 coverage this weekend. Uh, Rumble Johnson versus Daniel Cormier for the light heavyweight title. It's going to be a banger. I think the podcast will be at 11 a.m. Sunday because Joe will be in Toronto, so he'll be doing post-fight scrums and stuff like that. So it'll be probably 11 a.m. Sunday morning. Thank you guys so much for, for joining us tonight. For last night, we, we've done great numbers the last two nights, especially for a site that hasn't even been up for like 10 months. That is incredible. From the bottom of my heart, guys, I want to thank you all so much. Over 1,000 of you listened live. That was unbelievable. I didn't expect that in our first year. I expected that down the line, but outstanding stuff. And uh, you all really seem to be liking these shows that we do, and we give you plenty of them. If you don't like one, you're probably going to like another. So uh, thank you guys so much. And thank you, those of you who participate in the chat, both on YouTube and over at Fightful.com. Go register absolutely free at Fightful.com. I do members-only shows that are never released. I don't treat those like the Riddle and Helm shows where I release them uh, a few days later. They are never released. They are only members-only. I usually have a guest, and I tell a little story about uh, a website that I have worked for before, why I went there, why I left, if anything happened there. Maybe to give you all a little little insight on how to get into the business and what kind of websites pay what and their methods and maybe some of their their positives and negatives. But thank you guys so much. And until tomorrow night, we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.